recorded live. And this is episode 203 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition on Talk Show. I'm Taylor Phillips along with Louis Tenor. How are we doing tonight? Fine. I just actually finished hosting up with another show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was asked to fill in tonight. Oh, but that was a good one. It was. It was very, it was very informative. Well, I got a good one here. Uh, besides yes. the uh, Pistons recap, they did lousy in Milwaukee at BMO Harris Bradley Center. 109.82 to the Milwaukee Bucks. I understand they played back-to-back games. They they were tired, but but that's a, that's an example of why Paul Van Marjanovic played tonight. Thankfully, but um, their defense. Just couldn't get the job done. Or maybe it's the the 17 turnovers that the Pistons committed compared to the the 11 turnovers the Bucs committed. Pistons actually out-rebounded the Bucs 44-33. Bucs... The Bucks outshot the Pistons 50.6% to 43.6 from the floor. The Bucks shot only 28.6% from three-point range. Pistons 33.3% from three. Threes are wild there. Pistons have only had one lead. But in that second quarter, the Bucks absolutely rocked them, 28 to 15. Points off turnovers and fast break points are pretty much even. Points in the paint, though, 44, 38 bucks, almost even, but not quite. But that's another. That's another uh, department the Pistons' defense uh, lacked there. Plus, the uh, Bucks shot 100% from the free throw line, 16 of 16, while the Pistons shot 14 of 19 from the free throw line, 73.7%. Andre Drummond, 5 of 9 free throws. He was 4 for four for 8 last night in the thrilling win, 102-101 last night in Toronto over the Raptors at Air Canada Center just last night. You got the other miss. Uh, Ish Smith. Yeah. He, he's one, he was one for two for the charity, the charity stripe. Um, Bova and Marjanovic played nine minutes. He was a plus two. He didn't get any re- he didn't get any points, but he had four rebounds and one assist. Only got only committed one turnover. Not it's not bad. He could have he's he could have he still could have scored at least two points. 
Aaron Baines didn't score any points either, but he was a minus eight. Two personal fouls. Marjanovic didn't commit any fouls whatsoever. Marjanovic is a clean player. Baines isn't. See the difference? Baines only played five minutes as a result of that shit. Drummond, minus 7, 21 points, 12 rebounds. John Lura, double-double, 15 and 11 boards. Reggie Jackson with 9 points and 9 assists. 9 and 9 dimes. KCP with just 7 points. 3 assists, 3 rebounds. 2 of 10 shooting, 1 for 4 from 3. Shitty performance by KCP. Shitty stats from KCP, to say the least. Uh, not to mention he was a horrible shot. Marcus Morris, 26 points, 10 of 17 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3, 2 for 2 from the line in 40 minutes. Giannis Antetokounmpo with 8 points. Michael Beasley with 23, leading the starters. Greg Monroe, the former Piston, leading all Bucks from off the bench, from out of the bench, with 25 points and 13 rebounds at the double-double. The only buck to have a double-double. Chris Middleton off the bench with 11. Don Maker with 6. Matthew Delavadova with 0, but a plus 11 with 5 assists in the starting lineup. So the turnovers were costly. Andre Drummond, KCP, and Stanley Johnson, 11 turnovers combined. Stanley Johnson with three three turnovers. Andre Drummond and KCP with four. The Pistons fall to 26 and 30. Bucks fall to 24 and 30. Pistons must be lucky to stay in eighth place because the Charlotte Hornets, for example, have, have already fallen to 24 and 31 due to their three-game losing streak. The Bucks have now won two straight. They're 24 and 30, just 24 and 30, just one game back of the Pistons for that eighth and final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Chicago Bulls have the night off tonight. They're in seventh place, but by just a half game, 26 and 29. And for the rest of the NBA standings, you can go to NBA.com. Otherwise, Lewiston Norwalk have it later on. That's Pistons recap. Now, next thing I want to get to is um, 
the the uh, the Detroit sports rags um, worst Detroit sports media personality tournament bracket that was just released earlier tonight. And we have a number, a new number one seed in that in that bracket, and it starts with, and it and it belongs in the um, Jason Dixon region, and his, and his name is Paul Woods, the radio color commentator of the Detroit Red Wings on their radio network. He's the color commentator that usually. Sits alongside Ken Cal, the play-by-play voice of the Wings on the radio. Scores! I love I love how Ken Cal does that. I really do. Back in the old days, huh? Oh yeah. Yep. Back in the back in the old days, Ken Cal and Paul Woods used to uh, call the games. Uh, um on WJR when I first heard it. 760, right? Yeah, how do you know that? Um, I used to get the signal on my radio over here in Jersey back in the 80s. I was able to catch, I was able to listen to it. Wow. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah, AM was stronger back then. At, yep. Only only at night. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, the FCC... Has, um, has has stated a new has stated a law on that, but let's talk about Paul Woods. The article, uh, the, the latest article on um, on. Um, the DSR uh, Worst Detroit Sports Media Tournament Bracket, Media Personality Tournament Tournament Bracket. He said, "There's there's the information right here from this article. This uh, this uh, third to." Uh, Third to last uh, paragraph, just about. Or fourth, rather. says, Red Wings radio color man Paul Woods is the real surprise, is the real surprise fourth number one seed. In parentheses, Brad Galley just became, that just came because I referenced that Tom Hanks skit on Saturday Night Live, Red Wings, color, Red Wings radio color man Paul Woods, a dipshit who has only been included in this tournament once before as a 14th seed, as a, as a number 14 seed in 2012. We will delve further into why Woods deserved the number one seed this year in our full preview article coming later this week. But here are just a few reasons. Number one, 
Nobody is worse at their job in Detroit than Paul Woods. I dare you to listen to the to the guy to talk for a three hour broadcast. Nobody is uh, less uh, less uh, capable of uh, speaking for a living than Woods, and that's only because stuttering John Melendez is no longer the announcer for the Tonight Show. Number two, not a game goes by where Woods doesn't attack hockey's advanced metrics. He always attacks hockey's advanced metrics. And it usually comes in a sense explaining why Corsi wouldn't tell you about the contributions of Luke Lendenning or Justin Applicator. Number three, he will never criticize, Paul Woods will never criticize Ken Holland listening to a broadcast would make you think He will never say, I forgot a period at the end. He says, Paul Woods will never criticize Ken Holland. Listening to a broadcast would make you think the Wings GM is handing Woods, Woods notes handing Woods notes during the game. If I had a dollar for every time this asshat said the Wings would, have, would not have made the playoffs in 2014, if not for the David Leguan trade, I could retire. A deal that sent Callie Yarncroc, a second-round pick, and Patrick Eves to the Predators. Yeah, that's the fourth guy. And finally, number four. Here's a typical exchange between. Here's a chip. Sip of water here. Here's a typical exchange. Here's a typical exchange between Ken Cal and Paul Woods. The play-by-play man will mention that Yarncroc used to play play with the Wings. Woods, Paul Woods will then go into a long diatribe about how Yarncroc isn't that good and the Wings needed leg one in order to extend their playoff streak. They didn't. Woods will downgrade Yarncroc by saying, well, like, well, how could, well, how good can he be? He only has seven goals this year. Moments later, Woods will then rave about a defensive play that Riley Sheehan made and then state, quote, there's more to this game than scoring goals, Ken. This fucking every this fucking happens every goddamn game. Fuck Paul Woods. May this garbage uh, hockey player turned uh, horrendous radio personality uh, make a deep run in this uh, tournament. So there's that. So there's all the information on Paul Woods. He is the number one Red Wing apologist and number one advanced metrics basher in hockey media. He's got to be the worst color commentator ever in NHL history in my opinion even even way worse than even somewhat worse than Mickey Redmond Mickey both Mickey Redmond and Paul Woods uh, appear to be homers and company men
who typically are just a bunch of, or just a couple of, couple of old washed up has-beens. We don't give a shit about the farm system. They don't give a shit about advanced metrics. They don't give a shit about anything but just the current roster that they have. Especially the primetime players with long-term contracts. Worthless, I may add. You also have uh, Darren Elliott. Helene St. James. Bob Wanowski. Then you got um, some uh, Tiger slapdick fans like Chris McCoskey, Officer Barb Brady, that dumbass cheerleader for the Detroit Tigers who uh, quoted, Osmus was brilliant in all aspects of managing this season. Get the fuck out of here. No, he wasn't. And Chris McCoskey is not brilliant. Not at all brilliant in in journalism. <laughs> Plus, he's unprofessional on social media. So Chris, so uh, Chris Mikowski, Officer Bra- Officer Barb Brady, why don't you go fuck yourself? Then uh, Mark Champion, also a homer for the uh, Pistons and Detroit sports as well, even the Tigers and the Lions. Plus, he doesn't know too much shit about hockey either. And uh, then then you got Mike Valente, Mike Valeni, one of the... uh, co-talk show host of Valenny and Foster on, on 97 won the ticket. When Terry, when his uh, partner co-host Terry Foster returned from what happened to be a long-term stroke, Mike Valenny right off the bat went ahead and called Terry Foster an idiot and kept bashing him and bashing him and bashing him Terry Foster was was getting so abused unreasonably and dysfunctionally by Mike Valenti, who was a fat pig scumbag, son of a bitch cunt. That Mike Valenti actually made the three seed in the E.J. Mitchell region. The entire bracket is there on DetroitSportsRack.net. 
DetroitSportsRag.com, rather. Used to be DetroitSportsRag.net. Now it's DetroitSportsRag.com. Plus uh, Mitch Album, Condescending Baggins, uh, Anthony Fennick, uh, Sexual Harasser from years ago at Central Michigan Life, also a, a dumbass Tigers journalist from the Detroit from from the Detroit Free Press, then Scott Anderson from Carson Anderson, the 44-year-old virgin whale. Always uh, always bashing the young players for the Red Wings. Also dumb on all of his takes. Dave Burkett making the five seed as... Um, a B writer for the Lions on the Detroit at the Detroit Free Press. Dan Leach of ninety seven won the ticket, a late night talk show host making the sixth seed. Hyper sticks, swizzle sticks. Then uh, David Mayo in the fourth seed in the uh, Gene Myers region. Uh, George Malik, the fourth the fourth seed in the Rona Denzinger region. One of the one of the stupidest and most stubborn. Red Wing bloggers of all time. Mickey Redmond making the fifth seed in the Denzinger region. Jeff Rieger, the fifth seed in the Jason Dixon region. Lynn Henning, the third seed. I will tell you that uh, Vince Ellis will take on Tony Paul, Paul in the opening round of 68. Mario and Pimble will take on Bob Duff. Matt Dury will play Dennis Fithian. And Dan Dickerson, the radio play-by-play voice of the Tigers, will take on Fox Sports Detroit's Trevor Thompson. Mario and Pimble, the TV play-by-play guy for the Tigers. Uh, sometimes uh, mail, mail just calls. Ugh. Terrible. I, I can do a, a lot fucking better than than him than he can. The winner of Impemba and Duff will play Lynn Henning. Also, the winner of Vince Ellis and Tony Paul will play Mickey Redman, and they'll and Mickey Redman will drill either one of them. Uh, but I think Vince Ellis. I'm going to take Vince Ellis over Tony Paul on this one. Mario and Pema and Bob Duff. Uh, 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 
that's a coin toss, but personally, I'm going to go with Mario and Peppa. Matt Derry and Dennis Fithian. Close one, but um, I'm going to go with Dennis Fithian. He's a total fucking piece of shit. He's a homer. He's a dumbass. Doesn't do his homework. Doesn't do anything right. He's a fucking asshole. The winner of Darian Fithian will play Dave Burkett in the fifth seed of the Gene Myers region. And finally, Dan Dickerson, either Dan Dickerson or Trevor Thompson will face off with or tip off with Mark Champion. For the six eleven six eleven seeds in the EJ Mitchell region. So to view the entire bracket, go to go to DetroitSportsRag.com, published by Jeff Moss himself, the founder and editor in chief of the Detroit Sports Rag. Now, just a quick update: Red Wings left winger Gustav Nyquist will now officially have a phone call hearing from the NHL Department of Player Safety for his slash to the face of one of the Minnesota Wild players. I back it here. Oh great. I, I fucking I'm going to Google it real quick. Oh, yeah, that was uh, Jared Spurgeon. Um, He he, uh, made a... He uh, took a slash at uh, Jared Spurgeon's face. Completely, wait, completely accidental. Gustav Nyquist. is trying to lie to the media just to, you know, stay on the ice. While his team is in last place and and should know by now that they're not making the playoffs. Let's roll on with this. Plus he's got a stupid Danny Cleary hockey school cap on. Established 2009. That's when they lost their cup to the Penguins at home. See how that made them feel. All right, that that was in the 6-3 loss to the Minnesota Wild at XL Energy Center. 
Joe Zetterberg has to Henrik Zetterberg has to stay on this one. Jeff Blaschel. Not much Zetterberg. Well, I haven't really, to be honest with you, looked at it at all. I know he got a stick up there. Um, but I also know I've known Nike for I know, six plus years. There's no chance there's an intent. Uh, I've seen him in every possible situation. There's no chance there's an intent. So, uh, other than that, again, I, would, I didn't look at that for all the big plays that were going to affect us. Okay. First off, you said there was no intent of that slash, and now you say you didn't even look at the play. Jeff Blaschel, you must be—you really must be a dumbass, mustn't you? Fucking idiot, and a lot, and a fucking liar. All of you can go. All three of you can go. Go the fuck to hell. Sons of bitches. That's gonna. That's all the Michigan sports uh, headline. That's all the Michigan sports uh, material for today for me. Now it's Lewis Tenor's turn. Scores, standings, standings and headlines. Team away. All right, be glad to. And we'll start off with the NBA as we usually do. Yep. And it goes like this. Oh, okay. Just got just got a final in here. The Celtics were over the Mavericks. Well, hold on. Okay, we go. Wizards over the Thunder, 120 to 98. Joffrey Landerberg, 17 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Josh, uh, no, John Wall, 15 points, 14 assists, and 5 rebounds. Bucks over the Pistons, 102 to 89. Marcus Morris, 26 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Greg Monroe, Double-double with 25 points, 13 rebounds, and two assists. Uh, Celtics over the Mavericks, 111-98. That just went finals. It snuck up on me. Yep, very dog. Isaiah Thomas, 29 points, eight assists, and one rebound. Yogi Ferrell, 20 points, five assists, and two rebounds. Upset of the day? Oh, here's a good one for you. Nuggets over the Warriors, 132-110. I kid you not. Uh, Kevin Durant, 25 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. Nikolai Jowick, 21 rebounds, 17 points, and 12 assists. Yes, a triple-double. Clippers over the Jazz, 88-72. Blake Griffin, 26 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Rudy Gobert, 14 rebounds, 10 points, and 1 assist. Also, a game just recently ending. Uh, Pelicans just as the Suns, 110-108. Anthony Davis, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. Eric Bozo, I mean Bledsoe, 37 points, 5 assists, and 2 rebounds. Sixers over the Hornets, 105-99. Dario Sark, Dario Sark, 18 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. Kemba Walker, 29 points, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists. Spurs over the Pacers, 110-106. Kawhi Leonard, 32 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Paul George, 27 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. Grizzlies over the hapless Nets, 112-103. What else is new? Uh, Mike Conley, 
32 points, 6 assists, 1 rebound. Spencer Dimwit, I mean, Dinwiddle, 17 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. Well, the other way that has been playing, they are a bunch of Dimwits. Um, Magic, no, Heat, oh, excuse me. Magic over the Heat, 116, 107. Evan Fourier, 24 points, 4 assists, 2 Two rebounds. It's on Whitehead, 19 rebounds, 12, assist, 12 points, and one assist. You should have stayed at Seton Hall, buddy. And this game in progress in the second quarter. Blazers over the Hawks, 39-34. Dwight Howard, seven rebounds, six points, and one steal. Al Forik, Amu, Amu, nine points, three rebounds, and one assist. All right, so let's go to the standings. If we may, as soon as my computer behaves itself. All right, there we go. Now the standings go this way. In the East, Cleveland still leads at 37 and 16, two games over Boston at 36 and 19. Wizards 33 and 21, four and a half back. Raptors. Six back at 32 and 23. Hawks are six and a half back at 31 and 23. Pacers are 29 and 26, nine back. Bulls are 26 and 29, 12 back. And the Pistons are 12 and a half back at 26 and 30. Um, down the list we go. Bucks 24 and 30, 13 and a half back. Charlotte 24 and 21, 14 back. Miami. 23 and no, 24 and 32, 14 and a half back. Knicks 23 and 33, 15 and a half back. Oh wait, Charlotte's 14 and a half back. Miami is 14 and a half back. New York is 15 and a half back at 23 and 33. There we go. 17 back are the Sixers at 21 and 34. 18 back on the Magic at. 21-36, and at the bottom of the barrel, once again, the Nets, 29 back at 9-46. and 46. I think I'm going to be sick. All right, the West. Warriors, despite the loss, are 46-9. I think it's now 46-10, but still have a four-game lead over the Spurs at 42-13. Rockets, 40-17, seven back. 12 back are the Clippers at 34 and 21. 12 and a half back at 34 and 22 are the Jazz. Grizzlies, 34 and 23, 13 back. Thunder, 31 and 25, 15 and a half back. And the Nuggets, 25 and 30, 21 back. Now for the rest of the scrap heap over here. Blazers, 23 and 31, 22 and a half back. 23 back are the Kings at 23 and 32. At 22 and 33, the Mavericks, 24 and a half back. 24 and a half back, the Pelicans, 22 and 34. Wolves, 25 back at 21 and 34. Lakers, 19 and 37, 27 and a half back. And the Suns, 29 and a half back at 17 and 39. Ugh, how embarrassing. Um, all right, NHL. Speaking of, games. NHL, yeah. yeah, speaking of the NHL, we got a, got a, got some bonus coverage on NHL tonight, and this looks 
this looks rather lopsided on uh, a rare end here. The coyotes, you, mean the coyotes in the, you mean the coyotes and flames? Yeah. The yeah. Arizona recovery 5 nothing with less than a minute to go. 5 nothing at Scotiabank Saddlebell. Yeah. And Rangers uh, beat the Blue Jackets 3-2. Bessie gets the go-ahead goal in the third to beat the Blue Jackets. Oh, yes. That's five in a row. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's go, Blue Shirts. All right. Standings, and I think this is going to get very interesting. Oh, Okay. In the east, the Atlantic, Montreal, 31-19-8, 70 points. Ottawa, 29-18-6, 64 points. Also at 64 points are the Boston Bruins. Yuck. 29, 23, and 6. Toronto, 61 points, 25, 18, and 11. Panthers, 24, 20, and 10, 58 points. Lightning, 25, 24, and 7, 57 points. Buffalo, 23, 23, and 10, 56 points. And your Red Wings are 54 points at 22, 24, and 10. Now for the interesting division here. Okay. Washington. Still comfortably in front at 39, 11, and 6 at 84 points. But look what we have here. 2, 3, and 4. I love this. All Pittsburgh, Columbus, and the Rangers each have 75 points. Pittsburgh is 34, 13, and 7. Columbus, 35, 30, 15, and 5. And the Rangers, 37, 18, and 1. Man, this is going to be interesting. Further down the list we go are the Flyers at 27, 22, and 7, 61 points. Islanders at 60 points with 25, 19, and 10. Devils, 23, 22, and 10, 56 points. And the Hurricanes, 24, 22, and 7, 55 points. But at least it's all respectable. Over we go here to the Central. Minnesota, 37, 12, and 6, 80 points. Blackhawks, 75 points at 35, 17, and 5. Blues, feeling blue at 22, 19, and 5, 63 points. The Yahoos, 27, 21, 8, 62 points. Uh, Dallas has 22, 25, and 10, 54 points. Jets, 25 and 29, 54 points. And the hapless avalanche, 15, 36, and 2, 32 points. In the middle of February, good Lord. Pacific, the Sharks, 34, 18, and 5, 73 points. Ducks, 29, 18, and 10, 68 points. Edmonton, 29, 8, 19, and 8, 66 points. Kings, 28, 23, and 4, 60 points. Calgary, 28, 25, and 3, 59 points. Vancouver, 25, 26, and 6, 6 <coughs> excuse me, 56 points. And the Coyotes, which need to find a new home, are 18, 28, and 7, 43 points. All right, uh, getting some hoops action here. In overtime, Kansas is leading West Virginia 82-78 with 15 seconds to go. S.A. Ahmad, 20 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist. Frank Mason, the third, 22 points, 5 assists, and 3 rebounds. I think he's going to be a good draft pick. Uh, Nova over DePaul, 75-62. Jalen Brusen, 18 points, 4 assists and 4 rebounds. Chris Harrison, 
Harris, Harris, it's one of those guys with three names. Harrison Docks, thank you. All right, uh, where'd it go? Oh, there's Harrison Docks. Okay. 18 points, two rebounds, two assists. That's better. Um, Texas Tech upsets Baylor, 84-78. Terry Matson, 22 points, five rebounds, one block. Liam Stevenson, 21 points, six rebounds, and five assists. Syracuse, a Louisville over Syracuse, 76-72. Amas, Mohammed. 12 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist. Tyler Linden, 14 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. Checking games of interest. Not a lot from Monday night. I'm very surprised, but there are a few. Um, Georgia State over... No, Coastal Carolina over Georgia State, just barely 65-64. Ryder, Fairfield edges Monmouth, 69-67. Mammoth destroys Siena, 102-82. Bucknell over Colgate, 75-58. Delaware's Coppin State over Delaware State, 83-75. South Carolina State over North Carolina, AT&T, 72-65. Southern over Mississippi Valley, 8172. Little Rock over Arlington, 7155. Howard over Morgan, 7067. I got to feel bad for that guy, Howard. <sighs> wow. Oh, North Carolina Central over Florida AM, 7873. All right, women's, well, what can I say? We saw history tonight. UConn. Gets its women's team gets its first one gets the first excuse me one hundred straight victory as they beat South Carolina sixty six fifty five a hundred victories wow absolutely amazing uh, and the other game which was very competitive as well uh, Texas no yeah Texas over Florida State ninety two eighty eight in double overtime. So that was a throwing game right there, folks. Um, all right. So let's see here. I think I covered all the sta- uh, all the scores. So now we'll check the news headlines. All right, there we go. And scrolling down the line here. Okay, Braves infielder Sean Rodriguez may need surgery after being in a car crash two weeks ago um, with his wife and children in the car and could miss the entire season. Ex-Cubs pitcher Travis Wood signed a two-year deal with the Kansas City Royals as looking for a job in the starting rotation. Well, good luck with that one. L.A. Kings played by playman Bob Miller will be out seven months as he continues to recover from a mild stroke that happened uh, last month. And we certainly wish him the best of luck. Uh, Terrence Jones of the Pelicans misses a third straight game with a right 
thumb injury. And Kyle Shanahan is introducing more players to his, to, uh, his coaches to his staff, and I have a feeling it's not done. Uh, Cavs sent Chris Anderson to the Hornets for a roster spot. He suffered an ACL tear in December. Cavs also received a second-round draft pick from Charlotte. New York Giants today released two uh, fan favorites, Rashad Jennings and Victor Cruz, in order to create cap space. But the way Cruz has been playing this year, uh, you know. Uh, Gonzaga is number one for the third week in a row in the men's hoops, uh, top 25. Hall of Fame uh, football coach of Kansas State, Bill Snyder has been diagnosed with throat cancer. Um, he's he's been receiving treatment for the last three weeks, but doctors expect him to make a positive recovery, and he is expected to be on the practice field next month for the start of spring football. Red Sox broadcaster and analyst um, Jeremy Remy. Um, suffered a lung cancer relapse, and it's not the first time it has occurred. He also had two, I think one in 2003, around 2008 and 2013. But he is okay and is expected to return to the booth when the season begins. For his 30th season. Derek Jeter and his wife Hannah are about to become parents of a baby girl. The first, hit is first. Uh, they don't know how long, how long she is, but we do know that it is going to be a girl. Hmm. How about that? Uh, pitchers and catchers have been reporting to spring training today for some. Uh, the majority of them will begin tomorrow. Namely, the Mets, Yankees, and a slew of others as they begin the longest spring training process of any sport um, there is, as it's six and a half weeks. If you ask me, though, I think it's a little bit hard to concentrate on baseball when we still got snow on the ground. But that's just me. Um, okay. Uh, hold, okay, hold favor. Oh, I already got that. Spring training is... Oops. I hate when this happens. Let's get a second here. As I mentioned, yeah, Jones on the Pelicans was his third straight game with a right thumb injury. Well, that's a shame. All right. Um, Tampa Bay adds Nathan Evaldi to a one-year, two million deal for next season. Uh, he is not scheduled to play this season as he's co- recovering from Tommy John surgery. And the uh, blag, the uh, Bruins blanked the halves for nothing yesterday. Northwestern of Wisconsin, 66-59. For BT over Virginia, double overtime yesterday, 80-78. I think I had one that was... I mentioned yesterday, but let me look for it.
Oh yeah, like, like we mentioned yesterday, uh, Nuggets were. Uh, I mean, no. Um, well, Charles Sprewell was at the game yesterday between the was at the Knicks game yesterday. It's that beside James Dolan. The two have been at odds with each other since 2003, when he was traded to the Wolves, or should I say, thrown to the Wolves, as the case may be. It was not a pretty sight. Just a quick check on some of the scores here. All right, there we go. At the half, Blazers lead the Hawks 48-42. Here's all other games are final. Uh, Yes, they are. The Nuggets have tied. The Nuggets have tied the record for made threes in a game with 24. Wow, very impressive. Um, all right, I think I got. I think I got that, and we'll check the NHL scores uh, one more time before I over here. Pens rust on long term, but Eve Malkin is closer to returning to Pittsburgh. We just don't know how long it'll be. And it's official 5 nothing Arizona over Calgary. I don't have a box score of that, though, but trust me, it wasn't pretty. I just want to call it pretty ugly. Um, right, here's another, here's another um, statistic here. Families of two other boat crash victims sue the, the estate of Jose Fernandez as they claim negligence. Oh boy. A fight is brewing over Jose Fernandez's estate just as the deceased Miami Morris pitcher's girlfriend is due to give birth to his daughter following a pair of lawsuits claiming wrongful death and negligence for the boating accident that took his life and two friends last September. Oh, boy. According to the complaints obtained by ESPN, both of the families of Eduardo Rivero and Emilio Macus are claiming that Fernandez's negligence was a direct and approximate case of the death of both men. The complaints allege that Fernandez who owned the 2016 32-foot CV boat involved the crash, failed to comply with Florida State's uh, statutes while legally intoxicated and or under the influence of an illegal substance. The timing of the lawsuit, which was recently filed by a Miami Circuit Court, is a point of contention considering Fran's girlfriend, Maria Arias, is about to give birth to the couple's daughter, who is expected to be the beneficiary of his estate, which is reportedly worth yeah, two to two to three million. The families of two other men killed in the accident were each seeking two million dollars in damages. Ugh. Uh, what is not clear, however, is who was driving the boat at the night the vehicle crashed into the north side of the north jetty of 
of government cut off the shores. Miami Beach thought there was an ongoing investigation into the accident by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Such a senseless tragedy, though, that happened that night. I mean, really. You know, I mean, you have a, you have an argument with someone like that, and then you go out on the boat, and you and somebody got drunk, and it's just a shame on how that happened. It's just a tragic ending to the story, and his his girlfriend is about to give birth. I mean, it's just sad, knowing that it's going to grow up without a father, as well. That's it's just I find it very I find it very disturbing. All right, so I think my notes are done for this evening, so I'll just turn it back over to you. All right, that's going to do it for episode 203 of the Michigan Sports Truth post-game edition on TalkShoe. Tomorrow night at uh, 7 o'clock, the Central Michigan Chippewas are home against the Buffalo Bulls in a revenge team at McGurk Arena. Fire, fire up Kips. They're coming off of an 81-76 loss in Oxford, Ohio, two nights ago to the Miami, Ohio Redhawks. Plus, the Michigan State Spartans welcome in the Ohio State Buckeyes at 9 on ESPN. So that's going to... Go Spartans. Yeah. I'm going to have to catch that at Buffalo Wild Wings in Mount Pleasant after after my broadcast in Breckenridge. I am back on the WMLM airwaves. Uh, I mean in St. Louis, rather. I'm in St. Louis tomorrow and in Breckenridge Wednesday, both on WMLM as the uh, St. Louis Sharks boys team plays the Hemlock Huskies and the and then uh, yeah, on Tuesday at 7.30 and then on Wednesday at 7.30, the Breckenridge Huskies welcome in the Carson City Crystal Eagles. So, uh, like like the Facebook page, WMLM 1520 AM, and uh, find my name on there. On Facebook as Taylor Phillips, and add me as a friend. Right. So, so um, I'm going to have to take that. I'm going to have to take this uh, next post-game show uh, solo for episode 204. Uh, apparently about one or one thirty, but uh, I'll let you back on the air on Wednesday. All right, Wednesday it shall be. Uh, what time? Uh, I actually actually make that Thursday. Because, Thursday, um, right? All right, uh, Thursday wings, it is. Yep, because the, the Wings play the Blues at eight o'clock at the Joe on NBCSN's Wednesday Night Rivalry. Nice. Thursday night at 7, the Wolverines play the Wisconsin Badgers on ESPN at 7. We, I'm, I might let you back on the airwaves on talk show with me uh, on Thursday night. All right. Except I work at Ruby Tuesday at, at 4 p.m. Might have one uh, at either 11 or 11.30. That's good. 11, 11, 11.30 is good. Good. All right. So, until these times, I'm for Lewis Tenor. I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow my Twitter handle at DT2Phillips. Follow Jeff Moss on Twitter.
Twitter at Jeff Moss DSR, and like our Facebook page, the Michigan Sports Truth. Join our Facebook group, the Michigan Sports Truth. Also, like Jeff Moss's Facebook page, DetroitSportsRag.com, and join his Facebook group, all in one word, Detroit Sports Rag. DTFN, ta-ta for now. Bon appetit. See you Thursday.